afternoon, everybody. It is Thursday afternoon, and it is now time for Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Hey, Fetch. Hey, Fetch. Quiet, quiet. Go ahead. She's she's asking a question. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Hey, Fetch, did that woman really say you have garnets of steel and a mind like a freaking laser? Mary, you can't be asking questions like that. This is Inside the Guy Live Prime Time. Why not? Aren't we broadcasting from the Middle East? Well, yeah, but we might be seen as being politically incorrect. You know, the problem is everybody dumps people when there's a, like a sign of, of political incorrectness. Etan, you're always politically correct. Heck, thanks. Does, does that mean we can talk about dumping the Israelis tomorrow? Oh, I'm sure you will probably say quite a bit more than that. And now coming to you live from somewhere in the Middle East, this is Inside the iLive Primetime with your host, The Fetch. All right, thank you very much for that, Mary. From Riyadh, the capital of Saudi Arabia, this is indeed The Fetch, and you're listening to Inside the iLive Primetime. Today's date is May 27. I always got to look back one day because <laughs> it's already Friday here. But May 27, 2021, a good Thursday afternoon to early evening to all of you listening in the United States and Canada. And a good late, late evening to early Friday morning to all of you listening in European and Asian time zones. And of course, wherever you are listening out there on the World Wide Web or FM and micro FM broadcasting outlets, may all be well. With you and yours, quite a hot day here in Riyadh. Daytime highs hit 108 degrees under sunny skies and from time to time some moderate breezes. Evenings, though, haven't been much cooler, staying in the 90s throughout much of the evening. We're currently sitting at a very cool 88 degrees at just after 1 o'clock in the morning local time here. And we will be going down to a low of 83 degrees in the hour before sunrise. Winds are pretty much non-existent. Calm, I guess you could say, at just 3 miles per hour out of the northeast, or actually out of the east. Now, if you want to stay cool, at least uh, through this coming weekend, I think the place you're going to have to head to, at least if you're in the United States, is into the northeastern part of North Dakota, somewhere up in that northern quadrant, not exactly sure, but it goes all the way up to the international border. You have Frost warnings this morning. You had snow flurries this week. You've got daytime highs of 40s to 50s. And they tell us that they're not going to be seeing 60s and 70s, they said, for quite some time. So I'll tell you, that really sounds very, very, very refreshing, especially after being stuck here for a year, almost a year and a half now. I think I was back in the States. Uh, I don't think. I know. I was back in the States late January. Uh, not this year, not last, yeah, last year, because the pandemic baloney all started last year. Now, as you guys know, I was quote unquote, uh, uh, diagnosed with COVID-19. It was pretty tough. We had to take a couple of weeks off, but I'm pretty much really getting back to normal, normal, normal. 
I think we're about 95, 96, 97%. I still got a little bit of a breathing issue. But uh, I'll tell you, it's a heck of a lot better than when I was sitting here two, three weeks ago and my friend bought me all that juice and it's exploding in my face, etc. You know, I had to pay somebody. I didn't have to. All right. You know, it's funny. I was getting harangued over at grism.blogspot.com because, I mean, I pay for service. I mean, my goodness, you should not be paying for service. For instance, I, I, I pay a Yemeni guy, right? And he comes and he washes my car. Now, if I go have to take the thing to the car wash, I only go like two times a month, once a month. It costs me like 20 real. I pay this guy 100 real. He comes by and he just washes my car. I go out today. Hey, it's washed. So I'm paying like anywhere from 10 to five times to, to, to two and a half times, whatever, to keep my car clean. And I got people complaining because I'm actually being generous and helping people. So I don't understand that. I got a Philippine couple comes in and cleans the house two times. I got a big house, guys, and I'm just so tired after working uh, 45, 50 hours a week plus doing about 20. I figure, guys, I do 40 hours a month of radio. When you look at post, pre-post and post-production, we do a lot, a lot of work. So I, I did the calculations. It's at least a full week of work. In a month, okay, so I'm doing about, what, uh, 10 hours a day? No, no more than that. I'm doing five hours, yeah, so 10 hours a week uh, just in live, the right, live radio, five hours, and then pre- and post-production, and, and often it's honestly more than that. So, guys, we work really hard, and here's what happens. This is Thursday. This is my Friday. This is the night I should be going out, uh, enjoying a dinner, maybe going out to the desert, taking in the stars, uh, trying to find a little bit of fresh air somewhere, but no, I'm dead. I come home. I got home today, something like uh, from work. I got home, I think about, I left the office about 4.30, 4.45. Wait, now, ladies, you'll appreciate this. I'm, I'm living the bachelor's life. I went and bought a pizza, and I bought some uh, potatoes, wedge potatoes, and some Chicken nuggets from this kind of guy. He's got some really good pizza, by the way, and it's not so expensive. So I give him a lot of business. But, yeah, I'm living up the bachelor's life, you know, on Thursdays. I just have zero energy after a whole week. But here's the funny thing. Ever since getting back to work, time has been flying. Absolutely blazing, super fast. Both last week and this week, I didn't even realize it was Thursday. I mean, literally, if you can imagine being so busy... And so everything's so hectic and Thursday comes and that's your Friday and you don't even know it's Friday. Uh, you know, you're just completely immersed in everything and time is not really that important. It's just whatever you're doing is important. So you lose track of time. That's how it's been like me for the past couple of weeks here. And that's actually to me a good thing. Things are just going really, really fast and you're enjoying what you're doing, getting things done and all that kind of fun stuff. And of course, from time to time, Literally every day, uh, vaccines pop up, you know, because in this country, uh, it's pretty much mandated. If you want to do anything at all, you're going to have to get vaccinated. In fact, they announced today there's something called the King Fahad Expressway, or not Expressway. It's called the King Fahad Causeway. And it's a bridge that separates Bahrain, the island of Bahrain. I don't know what you want to call it, I guess. And then also 
the, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. So a lot of people will, especially if you live up in the Dammam or out east of us in the Dammam area, Kobar area, which is where Aramco is, you know, that's where all the, a lot of the Americans are. It's a big expat area. It's kind of like built around American ideals, quite frankly. In some areas, it feels like America. So you go out and if you want to take the King Fahad causeway, between Saudi Arabia and Bahrain, they're saying that you cannot take it unless you have two doses of the vaccine, uh, which is honestly insane. I, I just don't understand it, but it just shows you the power of the medical industry now. The medical industry is basically treating humanity as if they own your body and can do whatever they want to it. And a case in point regarding that, is coming out of Washington, I believe, where we had an absolute chaos. I think it was today. I think the story went out today or yesterday, uh, May 26th. So this story went out uh, two days ago, where you've got video footage of children running out of the school, escaping from their school. You've got others, four buses of children being bussed in to get basically force vaccinated. You've got children calling parents. You've got parents showing up at the school to get their kids out. I mean, literally, you've got kids, teenagers, running, fleeing from the school because the school and the school district and the vaccine companies have all conspired together to force this vaccine into all of these teenagers. Now, nothing says that these vaccines are dangerous more than essentially forcing people to take this thing. And that's what we're seeing all over the world. Quoting here, the father saying she's crying. This is a father talking about her daughter. She says she's crying. She's saying her teachers bullied her into getting the shot. Can you imagine that? They bully these freaking low-life scum teachers are using their control and power over children to bully them into getting a freaking mRNA Jewish genetic jab and all that comes with it? Can you imagine? That is absolutely tyrannical. Now, from time to time, we have callers, discussions about when is it the right time to begin a steel wall? That is, of course, or the steel curtain. And the steel curtain is basically what? When do people start defending themselves? When do people use force in the face of tyranny to defend themselves? And everybody keeps saying the time is not right, the time is not right, the time is not right. Well, what about here? Are we getting to the point now where we have clearly an enemy right at your gates. They're stealing your children. They're forcing them onto buses. They're bullying them with psychology, forcing them out to get vaccinated, essentially destroying their lives. And we all know that. Just to do what? To support a freaking Jew by the name of Bora at Pfizer? Bora was on an interview. He says, hey, Bora. Mr. Jew, you're going to get your vaccine? Oh, no, 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 I don't want to cut in line. Oh, really? You don't want to cut in line? Can you imagine the CEO of a multi-billion dollar conglomeration getting in an interview and they say, hey, Mr. Borah, when are you going to get your vaccine? He says, 
Oh, uh, um, uh, and you can just see, like, I'm not going to take my damn vaccine. No freaking way. You think I'm crazy? Now, he could have been really Jewish and just lied. He says, oh, I took it. I feel better. I haven't felt better. But no, we caught him. He caught him. And the guy says straight up, no, I don't want to cut in line. Dude, you give out tens of thousands of freebies every day, and you're worried about cutting in line for basically something that is just a couple milliliters, not even milliliters. It's like like nothing. I don't even know what it is, right? But you you don't want to cut in line. What a freaking lion piece of garbage. And now we're at the point here where you've got a school district bullying the kids, putting them on buses, sending them to vaccination centers, and forcing them to get vaccines. The place is back in Ridgefield, Ridgefield High School. And literally you've got teachers blocking the way of parents trying to get out of the school. You've got police there around protecting the teachers, essentially imposing the vaccine on the children. Literally, it's chaos yesterday. Now, in Washington, you probably didn't know this, but they engineered, and again, how can you do this to children? But they said children 12 years and up can be vaccinated without parental consent. How in the hell can you do that? This is so amoral. It is so unethical, and it's pure evil, folks. It's pure evil to sacrifice children at the altar of a garbage, evil entity run by Jews, which is essentially the pharmaceutical industry. It's evil. Seriously, it's evil. Twelve years old. In any type of contract law, Children cannot make these types of decisions. They're still a minority. Contractual law says very clearly that you must become majority or the age of 18 before you can actually sign a legal contract. If you're 16, you can't sign a legal contract to buy the car and pay bills. You would have to get your parent to co-sign. You're not of legal majority. So how is it, really, from an ethical point of view, that the pharmaceutical industry, which is essentially a Jewish-run poison pill factory, can go out there and say, hey, we need access to the 12 to 18-year-olds. How do you do that? Because you, you're not stupid. You know what I mean? You're not so stupid that you don't know something as basic as contractual law. You know that children can't legally do this, and yet you're going out circumventing everything, getting all these subterfuge laws in place so that basically not only do vaccine companies or pharmaceutical companies have liability protection, but they also have the ability to enter into contracts that no other people could ever enter into. For instance, the 12 to 18-year-olds. It's criminal. It's not just criminal. This is a level of psychopathic evil that is unheard of. And it's in, it's in plain view. So you have to ask yourself, when you have teachers bullying children to put them on the buses and literally go send them to a vaccination center, when do you issue the calls for a steel curtain. Because what's going on here? 
Seriously, what is this? What is this? This level of evil. And I, and like, you know, you know, in one year, two years, three months, ten days, some of these children are gonna come down with health issues. Who's gonna pay for that? Besides the children, who are gonna pay with it for their, with their lives. But who's going to cover the expenses? Oh, now the parents are going to be responsible for the decisions of a school board, a bunch of teachers, and the pharmaceutical industry? How is this morally How is this morally justified? It's not. In other words, we have right in our faces a level of evil that is clearly plain to see and call it for what it is. This is plain evil. And so you ask yourself, when does the steel curtain come into play? This is clearly a violation of every family out there. Can you imagine four buses? Each bus holds about 45 students. You're talking about what? 160, 180 students being forced into a vaccination center? Now, from what I understand, Washington, Idaho, Washington, Idaho, maybe D.C., let's see, the blue ones, okay, Alabama and South Carolina are two states, and Oregon are states not required for all minors to do what? Your your chart here is bad, guys. This is Twitter. Twitter sucks. Everybody knows Twitter sucks. Uh, let's see here. Let's try it again. Okay, it's not even safe. Uh, providers here, it says, providers may waive parental consent. It's tough to say, tough to say, but it's something like 40 or 45 states. This chart sucks, guys. You guys should do a better job than that. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I gotta go back. Lost. It's like a terrible thing here. Uh, this one here. Um, not here where it says here. Where is it? Uh, I think it was 40 states, something like that. 40 states. Uh, increased focus, 41 states require consent for those less than 18. 100% should require consent. Five, including D.C., have lower age cutoffs, and five had no age limit, and they allow for basically the provider to decide. So essentially, you can just kidnap people like they're doing here at the schools, and you can just inject them. But the problem here for Pfizer is it's pure evil. You're predi- it, It's predatory. There's no point to your vaccine. Your vaccine sucks. Your mRNA stuff sucks. It doesn't do, it doesn't do squat. In fact, there was a story coming out of, uh, one of the places like in England. I don't know if it's Lancet report, but some peer reviewed thing. The efficacy of these vaccines, all of them is less than 2%. They don't help. They don't do squat. All this information about how this vaccine is this great. It does all this. It doesn't do squat. Doesn't do squat. Nothing. That's why people are dying even though they've been vaccinated. They're getting sick even though they've been vaccinated. And here's another interesting thing. We keep seeing more and more ideas of quarantines for the healthy. In other words, we have vaccinated sections and we have non-vaccinated sections in society. Now, I'm for this. Demanding that stores... Just demand it. Let's start calling for it. Let's just turn it on its head. Every store has to provide a vaccinated section. 
so that the rest of the human population can be free from the vaccinated. Everywhere you go, you must force the vaccinated into corrals. Period. No, if you're vaccinated, we're going to protect you. And here's the lunacy of all this. There was a church, a Catholic church, I think. I'm not, it doesn't matter what state, to be honest with you. But there was a church. And they roped off their pews. And they essentially kept the unvaccinated in the roped off areas. And the vaccinated were in, I guess, a more prestigious area. And at the face of it, it's all wrong. But how about you go in one day and you say, no, you must, all of you churches, please make a vaccinated section and keep them away from us. In other words, you start turning it on its head. Understand that the vaccinated are frickin' loons, okay? They're frickin' loons. If you're vaccinated, what the hell are you afraid of? So what you're basically telling us is if you're vaccinated and you are requiring sections to be segregated so that you're not around the unvaccinated, you're basically saying you're a complete moron for taking what is essentially a Jewish death cult jab from Pfizer, from Moderna, from Johnson and Johnson and from AstraZeneca. Because you obviously don't trust it. Because why else do you need to be quote unquote quarantined away from the healthy people? And the truth of the matter is, by and large, the quarantined should be the vaccinated. They're the ones that should be segregated. They're the ones that are not healthy. They're the ones that pose the highest risk to society. Now I ask you once again, where are we at this battle? Clearly the information is, let's say the information war is changing. You know, I sit here in Riyadh, right? And live, we go live what? Twice a week, for those of you who've been following the show for a long time. And, by the way, I just want to say something about Gab. I'm impressed. The Gab, uh, let's just say the velocity, I call it velocity. But the velocity of Gab, at least for me, has been very good. Even Minds. I'm on two places. Radio, I tell it Gab. And radio, I tell it mine. Those are my only two. I'm also on Zephora, but I haven't posted a single thing. So these are my two th- two main sites. So you can follow me on Gab at Radio I Tell and Gab on Mines. And even Mines, I'm seeing a pickup in activity at Mines. I'm starting to see, but the Gab velocity has been fantastic. I know part of it revolves around this that's Michavelli or something like that. I don't I think Michavelli or something. He's a conservative guy, nutcase. He's whining about anti Semitism and all the Nazis on Gab. And did you notice every time Marjorie Marjorie Taylor Green wants to talk about uh tyranny, it's always about, well this is like the Jews. What happened to the Jews? Oh my the Jews and then you hear DeSantis. This is just like the Jews. It's all like the Jews. Oh why is it that we have to put every type of tyranny against somebody and put it into a relationship to where somehow it's like the Jews are being victimized when it's the freaking Jews who are doing most of the victimizing? What's going on in our society today? Seriously, what is going on? Do you think Facebook is run by a bunch of white people? Do you think Facebook is not Jewish? It works with the ADL. It doesn't work with some white nationalist network to keep free speech open. It works with the ADL to shut everything down. 
Same is true with YouTube. So it's not like, whatever people, Twitter the same thing, it's all the ADL. Look at CNN, look at all the freaking Jews everywhere in the media, they own 94%. What? You don't get it? Yet everybody wants to whine and complain about, oh, you guys are just like the Nazis and you're going after the Jews. It's so stupid. It's disingenuous. It's basically parroting. You're talking like a stupid, actually the parrot's smarter than you. Because the parrot actually is working hard to say, Polly wants a cracker. Polly wants a cracker. Because every time you sit there and say, well, you're an anti-Semite, you're no different than a freaking stupid. It's not stupid. The parrot's smarter than you. I've gotten tired of it. I, I, I'm not just tired of it. I get infuriated every time I open up my feed. There's some politician talking about how something about tyranny is indicative of what happened to Jews. No, what about what happens to white people everywhere, every day? What about the millions and tens of millions and maybe perhaps even over a hundred million people that Jews victimized and murdered last century? How about we talk about these things? Let's talk about the massive amounts of crime against white people out there. Anyways, it's the Fetch. Welcome everybody inside the LA Primetime. Back with more after this. All right, everybody, welcome back. I forgot to cue the music, but I guess it's okay to come back after that. It's all right. It's all right. I just kind of burn, what, an extra two minutes, an hour, something like that on music? It saves my breath. Anyways, welcome back. Uh, welcome to all those who are joining us. If you have any anybody new from Gab, you know, we've invited some Gab. We've seen, honestly, some real good velocity. I mean, we've had uh, quite a lot of new stuff, exciting stuff happening over at Gab. I'm impressed uh, with what they're doing there. Um, just impressed. So we'll be continuing to contribute there. We'll continue to be contributing at Mines. And uh, I'll have to pop that thing down so it's not so loud. But let's go ahead and take phones. If you don't know and you're new to the show, uh, it is live radio. We do live radio again twice a week, uh, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern, right here, Revolution Radio on uh, uh well, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern, right? And then we do 10 to 1 o'clock, which is really the flagship show. And that is every Saturday, 10 o'clock a.m. in the morning to 1 o'clock. We do take show, we do take phone calls and we do have a chat room. You can join us in the chat room and inside the iLive.com. And then you click on the live chat button and don't forget to subscribe to get the podcast. Uh, really, I put it for now because of the time constraints on just CastBox FM. You subscribe by your Android device, or you can use your desktop or your laptop, uh, any type of PC. Just go to CastBox.fm, search for Inside the iLive, Inside the iLive Primetime, and then you can just listen live there. Or it's always available, typically, also on the right-hand sidebar of Inside the Eye Live. Now, having said all that, let's go out to the phones with Bruce in Texas. Hi, Bruce. How are you? I'm doing fine. You sound pretty good now. Well, you know, you know, it's the fetch, man. The fetch ain't easy to knock out. You know, I'm I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I saw an article. I'm seeing if I can find it back. Uh, if not, I'll just have to summarize it. Summarize but, it. Don't uh, yeah, it came out that that this uh, if you had COVID before, then the antibodies will protect you from in the future from whatever comes up more more than likely. 
Yeah, so, more than like actually, I've seen of this very. I've been interested because obviously, having claimed they had it again, we don't know, right? It's just the medical industry. But I'll tell you what I had was difficult. It was difficult to breathe, and they say COVID makes it difficult to breathe. So okay, let's just say we had it. And well, for me, um, obviously, I'm interested, but I, I hear that it will last a lifetime. It's not just like it's going to go away. That's stupid. The body, once it has the the properties, it has the properties. It's not like it goes away. So I think this is probably a lifetime thing. And I, I I'm, you know, thank goodness I'm done. And uh, not that I was ever afraid, but uh, nonetheless, let's just keep moving. Let's move. Let's open this damn world up, man. Enough is enough is enough. And let's uh, really start focusing now. On the pharmaceutical industries, the, these guys are absolutely insane and sick and out of control. And all of their health ministry officials around the world, hey, what are you doing, man? Now, if you're part of the deep state cabal, okay, I get it. We're coming after those people anyways. But if you really are naive and ignorant, what the hell are you doing? Reconsider, man. Get get some brains. That's where I'm coming from. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, Texas is about fully open and mask are optional. And uh, I was just at, at a Walgreens today, and they had a special, like a special line just for the vax, and nobody was in that line. <laughs> so, but but on the other hand, I need some parts for my motorcycle project from England. That's the only place where I can get it, and they're not shipping out until July at the earliest because of EU regulations and backlog, and and uh, stuff gets stuck in in transit. Can you believe that? Yeah, I can actually because yeah. the supply chains, you especially can, yeah. from China, are very, very difficult right now. They're, honestly, the supply chains to the U.S. are difficult from what I understand. Uh, just to clue you in, the supply chains from China to here are not so bad. Um, no, which, they're not. I, I get stuff from China. Uh, I order direct to get some rare stuff that I can't find here, and it's pretty quick actually, like a month and a half or less, you know. Well, if you're buying direct, that's so, a long time, man. That's come on, that's like a long time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Month and a half, it's like one yeah, one tenth of a year, man. It's getting better though. I mean, that's I, I, the way I see it. Why do I want to go through a middle person to order something that's made in China? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? All I'm yeah. doing is padding pockets with you know, some you know, you, in his warehouse. You know what's drop shipping? You know what's interesting you know. about China? What's really interesting about China to me is China is obviously not diverse, okay? That that means it's not America, right? It's not diverse. They're unified people as, as a general rule. You can complain all you want all day long about the CCP and wine and all this stuff, but at the end of the day, they're not a diverse country. They are working really hard as a people. If you know any Chinese people like I do, they work really hard. They work really, really hard. The Chinese people work super hard. Uh, their government is investing in things that can lead to the future. I mean, you look at some of their stuff, like they're, you know, they're leaders in certain things. And what are our leaders doing? Uh, they're pushing men and boys to be able to go into women's bathrooms. They're pushing woke politics and Marxist philosophies basically everywhere. We have an elite here. I think you'll agree. Uh, Bruce, that is absolutely insanely destructive to the United States. Uh, they are truly an occupying force, and I don't know how to get rid of them yet. But we have huge problems in America relative to the political leadership. They're, they're public enemy number one to the people. There's no other country that threatens us like our own does. <laughs> agree, agree. You know, like, to say. like that story come out of Washington. Can you imagine bullying 
the entire school, you know, high school, to send everybody to a vaccination site? My goodness. Yeah, I looked up the laws chilling. in Texas while you were talking about that, and there's no way they could do that here. So we're one of the states that still have strong parental. You either have to be a, a parent or a guardian, or maybe if you're in, uh, what do you go in those youth uh, prisons, you know, correctional facilities, and one of them can give permission. But other than that, how do they push children to, to change their sex with drugs without the parents' permission in some of these states, like in Canada? That's... I mean that to me that that calls for the most extreme measures like uh like maybe a lynching. I don't know, man. That's that's nuts, you know? <laughs> no, it is hundred that, percent nuts. That's uh, abuse. It's hugely abusive and it's um yeah again it shows you the power that Jews have in our country. Because I don't know if you saw equally the BLM flag they're flying from some of the embassies around the world. Nothing says you're occupied oh God, by man. no. Seriously, BLM. Yeah, it's flying from U.S. embassies, and of course, next month is going to be a freaking full month of a bunch of gay faggotry. Just call it faggotry if you want, I guess. For a month, we got to endure all this crap Queer. for a month. It's just disgusting, degeneracy. It is degenerate. It's yeah, it de- is. and it goes for a month. They got to give us a full month of this crap. And then I'm sure shove it down your throat. Shove it down our throats, and I'm sure the U.S. embassies are going to be flying the rainbow flag, which means essentially our State Department is occupied. This is not a a patriotic organization. It's an occupied organization. Do we have patriots inside? Sure, we do. But we have patriots everywhere, by the way. But uh, obviously, they're not in control. That's the point. That's true. All right. Anyway. Uh, I want to hit a subject, and you can you can tell me if you don't want to discuss it, and I'll drop it. And appreciate you you, know, you being frank. It's not about but, my ex-wife, uh, is it? What's the deal with Grism? Have you talked with Zap? I mean, because no. Grism.blogspot.com. That's an amazing place where people can go and get red pilled and get exposed to different voices. Mm-hmm. And it's just for a week now. You know, it's not good. You know, and I know he's not making a lot of money on it. But the administration, the, the the extra admins can't or won't or are not allowed to post shows. And who cares if you can't cut out the commercials? That's fine. I mean, it's better than having nothing, you know. Yeah, I do hear you. I check back to Grism because it's been a site that's been going for literally as long as Inside the Eye Live, basically. And our two sites kind of like worked, collaborated for years. And uh, again, yeah, I don't know what's happened. I would like to, I know Zap was in our chat room last week and then uh, nothing happened for the whole week. Nothing's been posted basically. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's his site. It's a lot of hard work and he can do what he wants. Even me, I haven't posted to my website, uh, Bruce, since uh, a couple weeks ago. And I think the last show I posted was January like 11th or 18th, something like that. So, but I still show up every week to do the show. You know, I'm not, it's not like you can't get me. You can always go to revolution.radio to their archives. You can go to Castbox. It's out there. I just haven't been upkeeping my site because that adds another 30, 40 minutes per show. And I'm already doing five hours a show. You know what I mean? I need someone to handle it. And I appreciate what, what Revolution Radio does with the archives. That's, that's where I have, you know, that's where I go to. To download them, but the thing is, it's fine for people who've already seen the places and, and know who where to go. But we're not going to grow anything like this. 
and that's how fragile well, our movement is. No, if one person, you know, has a medical emergency or what have you. It's look at that. Well, the know? good thing is, it's not like Bruce. It's it's not like 2015, 2014, 2013. If you were 2013, there was not a lot of choice out there for you to go out there and get information. Uh, you had Oracle Broadcasting Network, which shut down. Then you had Revolution Radio. But there was not a lot of shows like this operating back five, six years ago. Nowadays, it's everywhere. You've got people showing about the vaccines. You've got people talking about the election fraud. You can. There's so much stuff out there nowadays. So, yes, but I think we've had a unique influence, at least – you know, from 2015 to 17, we had a, a fairly unique influence. If if you think about it, how many people within our movement, extended movement, uh, saw me as some psycho, you know, anti-Semite? And now they're just as bad, if not worse, than I am. Uh, so, you know, we've had a huge influence, Bruce. But, yeah, I hear you. All right. Okay. That's all I had for today, Uh I'm glad that you're back to full strength. Yeah, thanks so much, man. It was, yeah, it's kind of much okay. better. I can smile while I do these shows instead of suffering, struggling. I wouldn't say suffering. That's not a great way. But but struggling. We're not struggling now. So, okay. Thanks, Bruce. Uh, let's go out to the 360 area code. Hi, welcome to Inside the iLive. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. See, even I sound happy, don't I? Before, I was like, <laughs> good afternoon. How welcome. No, anyways, I'm feeling so much better now. Good afternoon. Welcome. That's right. If I was your mother, I'd say, oh, I think I see some improvement over a month ago, buddy. Yeah, for sure. Huh? Yeah, no, thanks so much, everybody, for the support. So what you got? Did you hear about that story, well, by the way, out of Washington, where they're trying to bust people out, the, the kids? Did, you, did that story make it up there? See, I was going to ask you, you know, when you say Washington, you need to clarify state or D.C. No, this was Washington state. Yep. Yeah, I, I, when yeah. you were talking about Oregon and whatnot, I kind of put that two and two together. No, I did not hear about it, and I'm having problems finding a link to it in a Google and YouTube search. So now, it'll this, be coming up, I'm sure. Yeah, this came out of DJHJ Media is the source. And the title is Shocking Live Video Footage of Chaos, Children Fleeing School and Children Being Bused to Get Vaccinated. And then it shows like a story of a father arguing with a teacher to basically get the hell out of the way where he's already got his daughter in the car and they're trying to leave. And then we have some Twitter stuff on there about this. And it was Ridgefield School. And they basically looks like they tried to set up even the school as a vaccine site or basically an mRNA genetic injection site. So that'll give you a little bit more news. Well, usually we rely on Mer Bailey to put the links in the chat, but this is a Thursday and not quite as happening as your show on Saturday. Anyway. Well, you know, that is the flag uh, sub, flagship show, man. And we, You know why we started this show? Uh, just because we wanted to give you guys two extra hours, but because um, Nighthawk wanted me to just fill in when Sean David Mortensen went down. Because if you remember, Sean David Mortensen had this slot from six to eight, and he was like the premier show here for the longest time. And so basically Nighthawk, when that show went down, he said, Dennis, can you fill some airtime? Uh, you're the best show we have. 
after his, so can you fill it? And I said, dude, really, I can't do five nights a week. No, I'll do, I'll do Thursday because that's my weekend. So that's why we did the show, basically to help Night Hawk and the station out by filling some airtime. Well, my comment back would be it's an information war and we're all on overload. There's just so much out there to try and sift through and filter. But that's, that's the world we live in. I guess the purpose for my call was there, there is this Cohen Jacobs in the Philippines. We were wondering if you had connected with him and, and whether he would consider coming on your show. You know, I know you guys left me the, I don't know if it's through email or the chat room, but I did go to the site. And being as busy as I am, I never followed up to send him an email. So if you have a relation with him, he can always reach out to me also. Yes. Uh, your personal secretary is in the Philippines, but my... Mine is right here in the <laughs> abode. Well, so you know, my personal my personal secretary can't handle those types of things. She's not at that level. She's more working oh, for yeah. me and other things. I got her running three businesses right now, to be honest with you. So she's kind of booked. And i never seen a woman work so hard, to be honest with you. You guys, uh, this woman puts all of us to shame. I swear, she puts us all to shame, how, how, Emily, how hard Emily works. So... I keep her busy. That way, she doesn't think too much about me and missing me. So it's kind of a smart tactic. Well, they on my they part. sleep they sleep better at night, and yeah, I I share your. You need to keep them busy. I I hope that you, you get one that uh, does what Jenna does for me. I heard some guy referring to his second wife as the one I got now. As kind of a derogatory, uh, I just take them or leave them. They they start having a problem with me. Just uh, have mm. your attorney contact mine. We'll get this resolved, and I'll move on to the the one I got now. Oh, you know anyway, what? Yeah, okay. I'm, no, I thought we were in a break. Okay, no, no, I'm sorry. I saw 49. I'm thinking 59. But how do we miss the break? Okay, no, you're you're okay. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry about that. Okay, so so I'm gonna have the one I got now, and really, she's just the biggest sweetheart you could ever dream up. She will uh, make another attempt to we we call it a follow up call, Dennis. We're we're trying to connect the dots. All all these are memes. In other words, it's a meme warfare. Lark in Texas would say he he would say you know. Like a nursery rhyme. Little Miss Muffet sat on her tuffet. I don't know what a tuffet is, but I sure remember this nursery rhyme. Well, this is how we're communicating through meme warfare. You hear it over and over and over, and next thing you know, you think sustainability is what they're telling you it is. Or the word community means you're in it. Bonk. Wrong. It's you know, we're being played with the meme warfare and over and over they keep winning and we really do need to, you know, pay attention to language and the words we use. I'm going to kind of wrap up this call in. I appreciate uh, you having me on. 
Thanks so much for calling in, man. No, welcome. It's great to hear from you guys up in Washington. And, uh, you know, if I can ever get back to the Philippines, we'll have to have a, a nice long chat about what you're doing with your biochar because that might be interesting. So, anyway, thanks for calling. Well, we, uh, yeah, we could have the biochar conversation while you're in Riyadh. So it, it's, it's a worldwide revolution of sustainability that really means that word. So we'll sign off now. Okay, very good. I, I got your number. Okay, thanks so much for the call. I forget the gentleman's name, but I know, okay, thanks. I forget it. Anyways, it's, uh, Anyways, anyways, uh, three two three. The telephone number three two three two seven five one three one four. That's one three two three two seven five one three one four. So let me kind of bring these things down so they don't blast us next time. Uh, let's see, parental consent. That issue's done. We'll, we'll cross that one off the list. That one kind of got me going. How maddening is that, huh? To you, if you have a a, a child. And you find out that the school just vaccinated them without, you know, basically injecting them with this mRNA without ever contacting you. Uh, I can't imagine. I honestly can't imagine the sickness. Now, I was listening. You know, I listened to different shows, you know. I don't want to say all of them, but uh, one of those, I just, I, I stopped listening to him. He's just too much of a, actually more of a conspiracy guy than I am, to be honest with you. And that would be the health ranger. You guys might know him. He's got a website called Natural News. He's fairly big in that uh, Patriot Q style crowd with the Sergeant Report, JT Port. Uh, Mm, there's others, you know, that, that there's a, there's a whole circle in there, you know, that's got its own clique that's doing very, very well right now. And I was listening to Health Ranger and he had a good point again. And what, and it all revolves around this vaccine. In theory, if this, man, if this genetic, uh, manipulation is really going to kill a lot of people, and a lot of people think it does. You've got some German doctors saying, there's really nothing we're going to be able to do. Just give it two years. Give it two years. And all of us know, and this is something that I'll give Adams. I was thinking about it myself, but, uh, you know, if you've heard it, it's out there. But I've been thinking about this also. You know, I just heard Trump in another interview this week bragging openly about how he thinks the greatest success of his presidency were the vaccines. That was the greatest success of his presidency. Getting the vaccines out there, getting the distribution, getting the thing done, buying billions upon billions upon billions without any testing. He's very, and he's like, he's like genuinely proud of that. You watch him. You're trying to see if he's being a little deceptive, but no, he looks like he's genuinely proud of the fact that he's murdering tens of thousands of Americans. It's like, dude, you know, I, I, I don't get you. Now, others are saying that if we didn't get this mRNA at the vaccine, put it that way, it's not a vaccine, but if we didn't get something out there, this whole pandemic would have gone on for another year, two years, and there was really no choice but to get something out. So they put together this new technology, mRNA. It's easy to produce. Uh, it's easy to basically get it done. It's basically just... Theoretical coding, 
And they did it all theoretically. They have no clue what they're doing, quite frankly. They're just throwing up some Frankenstorm and injecting into... But what I don't get is how is it that they want to inject it into so many bodies? You know what I mean? So many people. They're like offering free Krispy Kreme donuts, uh, free beer, uh, maybe new socks and tennis shoes. Uh, California just came out and they're like offering like huge amounts of money, like $15 million or $50 million for 15 people who get vaccinated and on and on and on it goes. I think Maryland, no, Massachusetts is offering 40000 You've got, I don't know, it's all over the board, man. All these people are offering all of this stuff to get you vaccinated, quote unquote, mRNA manipulated. So you know it's not good. I mean, you know it can't be good because nothing says trust my product by getting, and it's all marketing. If you think about it, it's just all marketing. It's huge budgets to market something. It's like, hey, buy, uh, you know, buy a double-double burger at In-N-Out and we'll give you a free shake, you know, because we can't sell the darn thing, so we'll give you something for free. And that's kind of what this is. It's just like a huge marketing thing just to support the pharmaceutical companies. And the pharmaceutical companies are what? They're all run by a bunch of Jews. So guess what? Jews are using pharmaceutical companies, which gives a lot of money back in advertising, to who? The media. It's just a big circle jerk if you want to call it that. The media is pushing the vaccines. The pharmaceutical companies get very rich. The pharmaceuticals pump more and more money back into advertising. And it's just this big vicious circle. So when you look at the media, they're nothing but salesmen for the vaccine companies, the pharmaceutical companies. But here's the point. It's the one industry, and it's all basically Jewish manipulated, that doesn't have liability laws. You can basically kill anybody you want, which is what they're doing. Anybody, any number you want, which is exactly what they're doing, and you can get away with it. Again, how is this, how, how, how are we allowing this to happen? How do we give an industry liability protection for genocide? Sure, if it's reasonable, okay, maybe we can give you guys a, a, a you know, a pass, but this isn't reasonable. You're killing tens of thousands of people. That's mass murder. That's genocide. Inside the eye line. Prime time back after this. All right, everybody. Welcome back. It's the Fetch Inside the Eye Live. Prime time. Today's date is May the 27th. They're going into, uh, uh, what do you call this? A Memorial Weekend in America. That was always one of my favorites because I was a big fan of auto racing growing up. You know, I wasn't a NASCAR fan, but I was an Indy racing car style fan. I attended numerous California 500s back in the day. I remember when the California 500 ran, my son was, I don't know, five or six, something like that. And we were doing something with Motorola in the network business out in the Philippines, working with some people uh, out there with PLDT. And uh, I called up my guys at uh, Motorola. I said, hey, guys, you're you're sponsoring a car, you know. You got any extra tickets? So they gave me a few free tickets. Unfortunately, that day it got rained out. We never really got to enjoy the day per se, except for cruising around the, the pits and things like that. You know, motor racing is one of those uh, sports where you actually can get really close to the key players. I mean, you can actually go walk next to the garages. And it's it's basically a, 
uh, I don't know, you can call it a gentleman's sport if you want, but it's basically a white sport. It's, it's something that whites do, and uh, being a civilized culture, you know, as long as we're around our own, we're pretty good, and we can go do this type of stuff and enjoy ourselves. So, um, I'll tell you, I don't know what the point, oh yeah, Memorial Weekend, it's the, it's the Indy 500, folks. Uh, the Indianapolis 500 will be run, I guess, this weekend. Uh, I'll cover more of that on the show. But that's a great American spectacle, guys. This is basically a celebration of whiteness, if you really want to call it that. And I'm sure the woke crowd will be going after the Indianapolis 500. But let's celebrate some of our successes. The thing about Western civilization, everybody, is that when we are allowed to express ourselves and to define ourselves and to build our own societies, we're actually one of the nicest people the most, one of the more civilized people, one of the most generous people, uh, kind. Hi, y'all. That's kind of heavy. Uh, let me go out to the 705, but let me finish this story. You know, we're some of the nicest people you're ever going to meet. And in fact, most people in the world, what they're looking for is to go find the whitest neighborhoods they can. And they want to live in those neighborhoods. And it says a lot about us as a people. We have nothing to be ashamed of here. In fact, we should promote ourselves as being the leaders. And if you want to call that supremacy, well, too bad. Uh, you can always strive to do better than us. And that's that's called competition. And we'll welcome that. If you can do better than us, uh, okay, great. We're happy for you. Let's go out to the 705 area code. Lonnie, hi. Welcome to Inside the Eye Live. Prime time. Hey, Dennis. Um Thanks for talking on a Thursday here. Yeah, it actually uh, is. Welcome. Thank you. A uh, few things I want to cover, uh, three things. <clears throat> Number one, uh, last Saturday, uh, you had mentioned, I kind of caught it in passing because I, I, I was doing something else, and uh, so was, uh, I'm lucky I caught it at all. You had mentioned something about coming across where this whole magnet sticking thing is spreading on on people. Um, so that idea intrigued me, of course, and I started asking around and I was able to personally confirm that with, um, a very close friend's uncle and, uh, he went and did it and, uh, sent me the video and it is spreading. So this guy was able to stick this magnet further down his arm. Uh, it didn't go all the way down to his uh, his entire hand yet. It wasn't quite that far down. And it was spreading into his shoulder, into the upper part of his chest. So 100% confirmation that that was incurring in that individual. Wow. You know, I had someone here who's an American, and he contacted me. There's a lot of stress right now in the expatriate community because essentially the government is saying you either double vaccinate or get, get out of the country, basically. You're not going to be allowed to stay you could stay in the country, but you're basically going to be stuck in your house. You're not going to be allowed to go outside. So it doesn't, you know, that's just silly. So a lot of expatriates are stressed. And so people are now, you know, being the great conspiracy guy, but never, it's, I'm always telling the truth, actually. Uh, people contact me and they say, hey, you know, and then I listen to your show. Somebody said, I listen to your show. It's very interesting. They were talking about you actually, and how you had done the, the magnet test to a couple of your friends. And then they said, you know, I went and did it to one of my friends that I know, and it didn't work. I said, well, I hear it's 4 and 10. Or maybe they do a different vaccine for Saudi than they're doing in the States and Canada. You know, it's quite possible. It also depends on when they do it, too. Um, I, I don't 
uh, it doesn't seem to me uh, that you can do it immediately after they take the vaccine. I think you have to give it a little time to start sinking in, as it were. I haven't heard that, but it's possible. I heard that. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, it's out there. I mean, it is out there. You're saying you're confirming it. Obviously, you're a reliable source for this show, so we're going to have to trust that it's now confirmed independently inside our circle. Oh yeah, I mean I'm seeing this with my own eyes. This isn't this isn't speculation or or something I'm just seeing randomly on the internet. And uh okay, the other thing I want to bring up about COVID, I'll be honest at this point, I think we're having the wrong conversation. Um of course we should be exposing this COVID agenda yada yada yada. <clears throat> but what this vaccine thing is really about is transhumanism. And that's where this conversation needs to shift over to because like for example, um uh, Mammies, which I'm going to comment on in a second here for Bruce. Um, Voltman today posted a series of, uh, you know, a handful of things, and he posted this video of Dr. Carrie uh, Magi. I'm not sure if that's how you say her name. Um, she did a one-hour video. Yeah, she did this one-hour vi- uh, conference about <clears throat> the technology on on transhumanism and the intention behind it. The people, the pe- from the the mouth of the people inventing these technologies and perfecting it. And that was nothing new to me, to be honest, because I caught on to transhumanism at least 15 years ago and was watching the technology. And I didn't realize that I actually caught on to transhumanism when I was a child. Um, I had no idea. That's what I was reading. Because my father had all these books, of course, and he was he had a bunch of stuff on uh, <clears throat> Masonic historical books. And they, they clearly talk through masonry about creating the perfect human. And describing it a bit, like uh, creating a human being that's not capable of even having the thought of resistance, never mind acting on it. And I was a little boy. I didn't know what the heck this talked about, was talking about, but it stuck in my head because it sounded so unusual. And then you go, you fast forward to the 80s and with Kissinger, Kissinger talking about we have this plan in the future um, to, to implement this, you know, one world currency, one world government, all this stuff before – they were really talking openly about New World Order. And he was talking about it then, actually, that, uh, that you're either going to consent to this or by force. And I think sometimes people uh, are not looking at the wordage correctly. By force doesn't necessarily mean hold you down with a gun to your head and putting a vaccine into you, which they're threatening in some cases. But um, force could be meaning, okay, well, you can take the vaccine, <clears throat> but we'll get you anyway even if you don't. As an example... I was reading this thing the other day, and I think, don't quote me on this, but I think it was in Australia where they were talking about a rat infestation they had. It might have been New Zealand. I'm not, I don't recall. And um, it was getting out of hand. And so what they did is they took a thou- they captured a thousand rats and injected them all with a spike protein mRNA type vaccine because it's not new, and uh, the, the entire population died off, even though they only injected a thousand of them or at least a, a very large amount of the population that, that solved their problem. And so that should be concerning, considering they use the same, apparently use the same technology. Um, <clears throat> so I, I think we really need to look at the transhuman aspect, because the more that I, I look at what's unfolding with COVID, is the more it's clear to me that's what this entire thing is really about. Um, and for those, who don't do, for those who are not aware of what this transhumanism thing is, openly stated that it is coming out of the jewish community is they are going to inject you with 
technology to literally turn you into a controllable, programmable human robot. And this might sound, I know there's plenty of your listeners that are, are very aware of what I'm talking about, but for the handful that may not be. I know that sounds really out there and really sci-fi until you start digging into it. And this technology is not new. They've been perfecting this for a long time. This is like the biggest Jewish wet dream out there, short of killing you off, is turning you into a programmable robot. And <clears throat> the technology is there to the point where they actually have like fairs, like conferences about this. It, it's insane. And again, it's all coming out of the Jewish community. You know, and so I, I think people should look at that a little closer. Okay. okay, I'll leave that at that, and I'll comment later. Go ahead. You got the Grism story. Yeah, the Grism thing, uh, as Bruce mentioned this, uh, you know what, I'm just going to state it like it is, man. So, so Bruce, uh, to answer your question, <clears throat> if you've ever spoke to Zap Hopper on the phone, you would have the answer to your question. It would be abundantly clear. Um, and I know Dennis knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, it, it, the bottom line here is uh, Mammy's has been a fantastic and, uh, and helpful and influential site in some ways continues to be and certainly can continue to be on the forefront. Um, the problem is, is uh, uh, from the best I understand it, is that Popper does not want to, uh, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but this is what I see as a frustrated person going to that site, just like Bruce obviously is. Um, <clears throat> he doesn't, for whatever possible ego control issue does not want to relinquish any control and I assure you as a popper if you're listening to this there's other people who who are able to edit and post things to the same degree and standard that you do so I, I hope that you if for whatever reason and I have my my understanding of what the reasons are but we'll leave it at that um, whatever reason you can't perform to the same degree and I, I thank you immensely for the work you have done in the past um, but maybe it's time to let go a little bit and let other people who want to see this site continue to flourish and let them in a little bit. So, um, like I said, Bruce, uh, I agree with you. There is an issue there. Yeah, and so, it's been a very influential site within our niche network. You know, we have a niche network out there. Um, we're, and what can we say? Ours, it's a niche network and we're very effective at what we do. And they were our primary promotional spot for a lot of years. So, um. well, the thing is, Dennis, as you said, there's there's lots of people out there doing this now with their shows and their blogs and this and that. Mm. But you have to surf all over the place in a lot of cases, and that's what one of the things that was so great about Mammy's. Um, it didn't hold back about exposing the Jewish issue, and um, and it was a great aggregate uh, consolidation site, and it's still. To this day, the number one place I check out to keep up with the latest and uh, knowing that for the most part, the odd thing slips through that I think is kind of bogus. Um, uh, there's there's certainly some host on there I would not post, but whatever, that's fine. Um, it still uh, offers some good stuff when there's current content going up. So it's a shame uh, that these absentee mo uh, weeks occasionally happen. Um, nobody expects everybody to put uh, one individual to put the dedication and time in that it takes to do that. So mm. respect words do, but maybe it's time to, uh, uh, you know, allow a little bit of help there, because um, 
it's still a great aggregate site. I think a lot of people want that. I want to go to one, two places and get what I need. And I don't want to go surf to the Health Ranger and all that. I, frankly, I've never liked that guy. Yeah, I don't like that him probably particularly either. You know how to either. spell the word Jew. He annoys the hell out Correct. of me with that. You know, it's him and... Uh, you know. There's so many no, out there. You know what? The, what sorry, you're talking about is the tier above us, Cume-wise. I was going to talk about Cume today and, and Reach and all that and why we do what we do. But you take that next level, for instance, SJT Report, uh, Health Ranger. Uh, this is uh, – who is that guy? Um, X-22 Report's another one. You take that yep. network of people. They are like – so Jew friendly, it's almost pathetic. It's like you guys are absolutely insane. When you talk about the deep state, do, 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 you're talking about Jews, okay, dude? You're talking about Jews. You're, you you never hear them ever mention the word Jew, almost never. And they're the next tier up. So so the biggest thing is that you know that audience has to percolate down to us to get a better sense of reality. That's the real thing. And we have to well, some, that's a, somehow maybe crack that's a really that. In, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just saying maybe we should uh, start uh, trolling and trying to crack that and just try to get some of their audience, you know, because they're already into most of what we're doing. They are. That's a really interesting comment, Dennis, because um, maybe a month or so ago I had a really uh, interesting little odd moment with a friend of mine who's really Jew-wise. He's a proper kind of guy, former soldier. Um, he he knows what's going on, and the the woman he's with now, I suspect they're going to be together for a long time, and they've been together for a couple of years. And anyway, she has caught on to what's going on, and she's a trauma nurse, so she sees what's going on and uh, with uh, <clears throat> with this nonsense in real time. And anyway, <clears throat> they came up here to their cottage uh, a month or so ago, and I went over to visit them, and uh, we're hanging out for a bit. And all of a sudden she says, you know, I, I've caught on to what's going on and I listen to what you guys are saying, but sometimes I get a little confused on the Jewish issue. And, I, I you know, I can understand that to somebody who's relatively newish, uh, but she, she did a good job. She got up to speed pretty fast. And then she made a comment of, you know, with the, with the programs that my friend are listening to, she's not really hearing these guys talk about it. And I looked at Adam and I said, what the heck are you listening to, man? Like, I, I don't listen to programs that don't go right after the Jews directly. I, I, it's very rare when I'll listen to a show where that person is not saying it directly. And, of course, you're one of the main guys doing that, but there's now others, right? And, and I'm like, what are you listening to, man? I, I thought you were hip to this, even though he knows what's going on. I thought he was listening to the right people. And the first guy he said was, you know who the health ranger is? I said, yeah, I know enough to not listen to him. Like, what are you talking about? That No wonder why the girl's confused. I'm like, you ever heard of Dennis Fetchio? You ever heard of Briser in Ireland? You ever heard of Scorpio, Giuseppe, and Chris Weiner? That's who you should be listening to. So you're trying to educate your, your fiancé here. No wonder why the girl's confused. Mm. Give her the right stuff, and she'll be even more on your side here. You know? Yeah. And, no, I, I so. don't like to go after hosts, per se, but... You know, I, when I was sick and down and just sitting here in Riyadh, not being able to do a whole lot, I've been consuming a lot since the election, if you know what I mean. Ever since the election, I became a consumer. I was never really a consumer until the election. 
And then after the election, you know, obviously it's an important thing for us Americans. I knew it was going to be important for the world at large, you know, and, and so I was starting to consume, trying to get other people's views. And, you know, the health ranger, he says some stuff, but sometimes he just like, dude, come on, dude, you know, and everything is about Nazis, well, Nazis, would, Nazis. Dude, I would say I can't he's too concerned it. with his monetization. Uh, well, yeah, because it's his business. I would agree. A lot of them are. You know, he sells. Well, it doesn't his... work for me anymore. I mean, we're in the verge of Jewish hell here. I mean, it's sort of the end game of Jewish hell. So when a person like you asks for donations to help keeping your basic operation going, I haven't got an issue with that. I understand that. Mm -hmm. Okay, but when a guy's like, "Hey, man, <clears throat> you know, I, I can't go near the Jewish third rail because of my monetization of my site," I don't need that guy. I'm not even interested in hearing what that man has to say because of that, even if he's putting out good information otherwise. It doesn't work for me because because how are you going to get – okay, so how do I turn somebody on to, okay, check out this Health Ranger guy. You'll get the truth. Well, he's not getting the whole truth. So what good does it do for our, for us as a, as a collective, as a movement, whatever you want to say? And so I, – I, and then you have to – it forces one to be a little suspicious. Because you are forced to ask the question, is the health ranger doing, avoiding the Jewish thing on purpose? And if his monetization is more important than, than the entire truth, that makes him his then, yeah, motivation then, yeah, he's just part even of if he's legit. Yeah, he would be part of the problem at that stage because he's actually self-interested and not really egalitarian, exactly. working yeah. for the I don't like the guy everybody. at all because of all that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I just uh, did see something, and he had a good point, you know, and it's something also, you you mentioned the transhumanism, okay, and it's a possibility yep. and probably a probability, but so far they've never been able to make it work, they've already done the animal testing, everything died, you've now mentioned the rat situation, everything died. Uh, now we have the human situation, and you've got a German doctor saying, look, I don't think we're going to be able to see most of these people live past two years. We're going to have to start incinerating the bodies. It's going to be that bad. And then I look at Health Ranger. He had an interesting point because I actually thought about the same line. But, you know, it's trying to pretend that Trump is playing 59.627D chess, right? Maybe it's 59.628, you know, how like people like to think Trump is behind everything, right? But we all know, you know, I know, and anybody clued in knows that this leftist regime that is coming to Canada, to America, they're going to kill hundreds of millions of people if they can anyways. And they don't care how they do it, whether it's food shortages. That's goal. That's their, yes, so they're going to kill 100 million people anyway. So maybe the whole idea behind this vaccine campaign is, look, there's no way I can stop it. It's bigger than me. It's too corrupt, right? Okay, bring the vaccines out. Go ahead. Because the leftists are so freaking stupid. They're going to take it at a higher rate than the conservatives are because the leftists are just brain dead. They're all just rushing in to get their arms jabbed, and in the end, they're basically going to get killed off, which is going to do what? In two years, change the demographics. There's no way around right. it. It is a demographic issue. So if we have 85 90% of Democrats, leftist nutcases, with the mRNA injection – we're going to lose, who knows, 70, if we do lose 70, 80% of those, 
will only get maybe 50% of the conservatives are going to take it because they're a heck of a lot smarter than the left, which means the entire demographics of this nation is going to change. In an election where we already saw Trump take 410 electoral votes in this electoral college system, probably took 100 million out of 130 some odd million votes that were cast. So we're looking at perhaps a strategic play here, perhaps 40, you know, 56.9527533 D chess, you know, you know, you got to make get Trump out to be some God figure. Yeah. Here. I don't know if I give Trump that credit. Uh, in, if he's that I know what you're trying to say that, here. Yes. I, I just don't. Yeah, not. I don't think so. I think he's genuinely fooled. He's just doing the deep state bidding. He doesn't know better. But it's going to benefit him anyways. Well, I have a different thought on him that I've made clear. But, um, well, and concerning the liberal thing, I mean, if you talk to any uh, psychologist who's honest, uh, they'll tell you that 90% of their clientele are liberals. So, I mean, that tells you everything you need to know right there, right? <clears throat> there, It's a very toxic agenda. But uh, you know, you know what? They all take this. Uh, they take the vaccine and the numbers they appear to, and uh, and they do fall over dead. I ain't gonna miss them because they were obviously part of the problem. And liberals tend not to be fighters. And what I obviously <laughs> I'm in clear agreement with Giuseppe, who's repeatedly saying we need a real warrior class. And so you know, these people are are, are coming at you with a vaccine. I mean, this is what this. I wasn't aware of it, but the story you mentioned earlier about them just whoever just showing up at the school to run up kids to take them off to be that's forced vaccinated. Really, yes. I got to tell you, as a parent, uh, talk about time for lock and load. If you're not willing to truly defend your child at that point, what kind of a man are you? Yeah, That's I was thinking this is disgusting beyond belief. If ever there was an act local situation, this is one that you could find justification for, even though uh, you may lose that battle as an individual. Um, what you could do is affect the direction for the future because other people may not make that decision. Uh, it might forward. be the shot that's heard around the world that is necessary, too. Uh, equally, equally, it might it might spark off a whole lot of men going. Okay, if they're willing to do this in this city, they're willing to do this everywhere. So it's time to go after these sobs because this is the this is one of the long list of reasons that our little guy is not in the public school system. Because Lon, I would go go hunt the bastards down. All right, like, Lon, so, into a break, Lon. Thanks for the call, man. All right, we got we got Take a half care. hour to go. See you soon. Back after this, everybody. All right, everybody. Welcome back. It's the Fetch Inside the Eye Live Intelligent. Actually, it's Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. We got two shows, guys. We do Inside the Eye Live and then Inside the Eye Live Prime. Uh, Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Anyways, uh, telephone number is 323-275-1314. That's 323-275-1314. Uh, lots going on out there in the world. Obviously, we got about a half hour to go. We're not going to be able to cover much. But uh, thank you to the callers, Lon. I had Lon in mind when I actually set up the show today because I want to cover two stories. And there's lots going on, you know, especially with the election, with the audits and all of this stuff. Guys, <clears throat> I'm, of the, I'm of the mind that we need to reclaim the 2020 election, uh, at least in America. We cannot allow a bunch of treasonous scum 
to walk in and literally steal our nation. Uh, lots of interesting things now happening on the COVID-19 front. The whole window has shifted, as some of you, most of you, maybe a few, uh, uh, know. I mean, the Fauci story is getting bigger. Fauci's involvement in the Wuhan scam, uh, the development of this weaponized thing is starting to really come out. Uh, you have Bill Gates now starting to take a little bit of a fall. The vaccine companies are actually going insanely mad, uh, literally mad, uh, trying to push this vaccine. Uh, this has to. Uh, as we move forward, we have to look at the pharmaceutical companies as weapons of war, attacking us, utilizing biological weapons, and absolutely we must keep that in mind. There was something up in Canada. A caller calls in and says, hey, you know, you keep talking about vaccines, but uh, why not? And why aren't we talking about treatment? Why aren't we talking about things like ivermectin? And you can see as this woman was calling on the phone, he got more and more uncomfortable. He starts shifting his body. I'm not a body reader, a body language reader, but you could see his, I, I'm a sales guy, okay? I am a sales guy. I am a market, not really a marketing. I'm a, I'm a direct, direct sales guy. You know, somebody that goes out and meets people, talks to them, chats with them. Uh, I've been in so many situations, you guys have no idea. And so I'm pretty good at reading people. I, I'm not going to put that into body language speak, but I could see this guy getting very, very uncomfortable. And the first thing, once he starts, he starts right back into the vaccines, how we've got a vaccine plan up here, and we got new products coming out. And it was nothing about these guys are vaccine salesmen. Literally, they are there to peddle vaccines. That's it. The vaccine industry has placed their front men all over the world, all over these various health industries. And it's so darn clear and obvious that this is what's happening. It's like, okay, now we understand the game. But now there's an article coming out. The guy's name is Michael Capuzzo. He's a New York Times bestselling author. He just published an article called The Drug That Cracked COVID. And last week we talked about, maybe it was Saturday, I talked about how the different states were rolling out ivermectin and they were seeing immediate improvements. Well, just now, a week later, we've seen the improvements double, almost triple. And as we are watching a near free fall of cases in India where they started to use the ivermectin uh, product. So we know, at least we can see, you know, causation isn't necessarily, uh, you know, isn't necessarily truthfully what's going on. But we have lots and lots of... Uh, Safety studies on this. We've had two and a half billion doses given out by Merck, who created the original one. So we know the product is reasonably safe. It's a heck of a lot better than these mRNA vaccines. And now we see them being used in India. And absolutely, we are watching cases collapse. We are watching uh, hospitalizations collapse. We are seeing a much lessening of the oxygen supply. Now, guys, listen, whatever I got two and a half weeks ago, and I can now speak from experience, the breathing for me was absolutely painful. I'm serious. It was painful. It was just like, it hurt. It, it's kind of still kind of lingering, but it hurt. I mean, it, it was painful to breathe. So I can imagine if you're overweight or you got other comorbidities and you had what I had, I can imagine it being difficult for you, honestly. And I can imagine you needing oxygen. 
I can imagine this. So, okay, fine. I'm not going to be one of those guys that's a big denier, denier, denier. It doesn't exist. Because I had something. Okay, I'm speaking now from personal experience. I don't know if it's COVID-19. I don't know any of that because you can only trust so much. Okay, fine. But let's take it at face value. Here, there's no ivermectin. You ask multiple upon multiple upon multiple people in the health industry, they don't even know what it is. I'm like, you're kidding me. You guys don't know? Well, that's because there's a blackout. Everywhere around the world, we see a blackout. So what is part of this, part of the issue here? It's QM, it's reach. When you have Facebook, literally not even allowing you to see your own post about ivermectin. When you have Twitter deleting these posts. When you have, mm, maybe Reddit, I'm not sure. But, uh, of course, Twitter, Facebook, what's the other big one? Well, YouTube deleting some of this stuff. Guess what? Google suppressing the information. Guess what? It's not free speech that's the issue. It's the free flow of information that's the issue. And the only thing that can defeat that is QM, which means that you need tens of thousands of little tiny voices like me, some more effective than others, because I'll be honest, I, I told you earlier in the last segment with Lonnie, I consume, but there's not a lot of great stuff out there from a professional point of view. Really, no. I'm serious. I'm like, dude. But, you know, it's okay. They're doing their best. They're trying. You know what I mean? It's okay. They're trying. And it takes this level of effort. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of us reaching our 200, 400,000, 3,000, 10,000, whatever the case may be, time and time again to defeat a CNN story that even though it's down now is still going to reach half a million people in a half hour slot. And then you combine that if it's rolled out with all of their television stations all at the same time, with all of their radio stations with all at the same time, and they do that. They do do that. So the cum, the cumulative reach of Jewish media is massive. And even though we know that Jewish media is the enemy of the American people. Jewish media is the enemy of mankind. Jewish media is the enemy of mankind because they are doing everything. That includes the alternative social media things like Twitter, uh, Facebook, YouTube, etc. They are literally withholding information that people could accurately inform themselves. They want to control 100% the narrative. And if we have a product like ivermectin and what we see going on in India right now is proof, at least causative proof, that ivermectin is an effective treatment for this disease, then that puts the emergency use authority of the vaccines out of business. And we have to view at this stage the vaccine, the pharmaceutical companies as weapons of war. Weapons of war. If they've gone out and literally vaccinated 153 some odd million people and now they're not content, they want to take out the children equally. At what point Again, do we allow for the steel curtain 
defense. And I know it's not ready per se, but like up in Oregon, my goodness, are you telling me that people should not consider the steel curtain defense? How can you just go basically kidnap children and then rush them off to put a vaccine in their arms? What the hell is the matter with these people? These are criminals. These are predators. Did you see, by the way, the tweet coming out of uh, Netflix? Our our programming is prime is almost is almost pedophilia free. What do you mean almost? It's like seriously, why would you quote out a tweet like that? Our programming is almost completely pedophile free. What do you mean almost? What do you mean almost? So huge problems, guys, and and we're starting to all see it. A lot of people are seeing it. So we have this stuff coming out of India. Then we had the phone calls going up into Canada saying, hey, why aren't we looking at this? The bottom line is, is that the pharmaceutical companies are running everything. I think that now we can see very clearly. The pharmaceutical companies through the health ministries are running the world. They control it. You can't travel. You can't even go across a bridge, even though you're perfectly healthy. You can't go a bridge unless you first sacrifice your life to the pharmaceutical companies. Why? Because some health official said so. <sighs> really? I said, you're supposed to sacrifice your life just to travel across a bridge? You're supposed to sacrifice your life, or at least potentially sacrifice your life, just to get what? A donut? And the reality is, folks, is they did do the human or the, the animal trials. But the problem is, is that when they did all the animal trials a few years ago, all the animals died. So they stopped doing it. So this is essentially a new trial utilizing, who knows, hundreds of millions of a hundred, over a hundred million Americans, apparently. And who knows how many Europeans, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, across the world, billion maybe plus. And it's all a human trial. It's an experiment. Nobody knows what the outcome is going to be. We do know that that they have murdered over 10,000 people in Europe. They And they've murdered over 4,000 people in the United States. We keep having now health issues with all kinds of stuff, with blood clotting. You've got teenagers coming down with heart problems. We already, we know all this, but the medical establishment, the CDC, the FDA, they keep pushing it, and the medical authorities keep pushing it. This is a war crime of a massive scale. And it infuriates me because every time you have Trump out there, and I know a lot of people like Trump, and he's a very powerful guy right now, saying, "I'm that's my proudest thing. Dude, what are you proud of? Dude, what the hell are you proud of? Are you that out of touch with reality relative to your friends? Because all of these are Jewish companies, so we know... Theoretically, they're probably Trump's best buddies. So what did, see, that's the problem, by the way, with this Jew, Jew filism or whatever we want to call it. Uh, you know, this over love for Jews. You don't look at the real agenda. Jews, their philosophy, their religious philosophy is kill the Goya. Read your Talmud, guys. It ain't that difficult. Go read your Talmud. That is the ruling system of Jewish political philosophy. Kill everybody. All right? Go read your Talmud. Just go start reading. If you want to get disgusted, read about 10, 12 pages of Talmud. 
And imagine there's thousands of these pages filled with this garbage. When you talk about mud, this is worse than mud. This is gutter mud, man. It's disgusting what you're going to read there. Now we raise the final question for the show. And that is the steel curtain. People say it's not ready yet. All right, fine. But you have right now, and, and I'm not saying it's ready, but look at the circumstances. School boards, teachers, psychopaths, leftist nutcases are willing to bully and essentially force children to go take what is clearly a dangerous product put out there by a bunch of Jews. Okay, that's a very local issue. It's very clear what's going on. Now, we know, all of us know, that the American public education system is nothing but a filth, Marxist, communist, Leninist, leftist hellhole. Which tells us what? If these nutcases, these psychopaths, are intent on essentially kidnapping and bullying children to force a vaccine into their arm, essentially, they're willing to kill everybody because they don't have any clue who's going to be damaged by that, at what point they'll be damaged, whether it's a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, two years from now. And I don't want to hear the pharmaceutical company say, oh, well, there's no causative proof that this was caused by us. Yeah, they said the same thing about DDT. They said the same thing about smoking. They said the same thing about alcohol. They said the same thing about asbestos. They want to drag this out so they can increase their profits year after year after year while you have to fight them to essentially prove something they already know. They're that sick of a people. They don't care about humanity. When you want to talk about the, the most evil scum of the earth, they're going to work in R&D departments inside pharmaceutical companies. They're just cooking up whatever psychopath Frankenstein they can, they can put together. These are the worst of the worst of the worst. And then they've got the entire country, the media, politicians, health departments, educators, all saying, you got to take this drug, this genetic therapy, this genetic implant from a pharmaceutical company. Rutgers has said that. I think uh, Indiana or Iowa University, one of the big, I think Indiana University has said, if you don't take, if you don't risk your life for the pharmaceutical companies, you can't go to school anymore. That's That's basically coming from the board of Indiana University. Unless you are willing to risk your life, in fact, if you are, are not willing to commit suicide for us, because some of those people may die. They're basically openly saying, you have to prove to us that you're willing to commit suicide or you're not going to be allowed to come here. Now, who in the hell would even go to some place like that? I'd just say, you know what? Let's Let's all abandon these schools. And here's the thing. The real enemies are the virologists, the people who are peddling this thing. They're the real enemies. Then we have a big story coming out of Belgium. And it's very in line with what you'll hear on this show. So it could be coming. Again, it could be coming. You have a soldier. Don't know his name, but he went rogue. He stole, took, confiscated, Four rocket launchers, a machine gun, and some other light weapons. 
and essentially said, look, this virologist, he was actually mentioned the virologists, he mentioned some politicians. So they're behind this entire scam against the Belgian people. He took this, let's say, military hardware, disappeared into the forest. Then they've now sent in over 400 soldiers and police officers into the forest going to look for the guy. So far, eight German soldiers have shown up and turned up missing. So now, theoretically, we could have as many as nine people. This guy's being called the Belgian Rambo. Now, they've got specialist police units. They did apparently find a camouflage camp area. You've got all of this happening now, but the people, the Belgian people, are starting to get behind this soldier and asking for support for the soldier. And what's happening is the political elite inside Belgium now is saying, this is not right, it's not good that we're doing, you know, you can't be supporting this guy. Well, why not? Because you and the political elite are terrorists. The guy's name is Konings. I did find his name. He reportedly left behind letters which contained threats towards various politicians and virologist Mark Van Ranst. He's been named. And this guy, Van Ranst, became a high-profile figure in Belgium since this quote-unquote pandemic started in 2020. Now, Belgium claims to have had more than a million cases and almost 25,000 people purportedly have died. Probably it's not there. But its deaths per head of the population rate is one of the highest in the world. Well, who's responsible for that? The medical industry. They're directly culpable for every death in the country. It's their job to prevent death. It is their job, from our point of view, to prevent death. It is not to enhance death. We know their job, from their view, is to kill as many people as possible. Doctors kill Americans. In fact, the third leading cause of death in America are doctors. So doctors are essentially a mass murder factory. Folks, the third leading cause of death in America are doctors. That makes doctors a mass murder machine. Get that through your head. Doctors are a, the industry itself is a mass murder machine. Plain and simple. There's no other way around it. If doctors kill, or at least if doctors are responsible for the third leading cause of deaths in America. What else do you want to call it? So basically now we've got this manhunt. Got 400, as they're saying, some stories are saying up to a thousand people. You've got anti-terrorist operatives trying to find the guy. He's going, but let's be honest. This is the state of the future. You have a soldier up in Canada. He basically said, hey, look, we need to not do this. Why are we distributing the vaccines? He's been charged with mutiny simply for saying we should not be distributing the vaccines. Charged with mutiny and uh, what was it? Uh, behavior unbecoming of an officer. So again, who's in charge here? The pharmaceutical companies are in charge. They are the deepest of the deepest of the deepest of the state relative to the front end behind that, of course, would be your bankers who fund pretty much everything. 
We see the enemy clear now. The media, we watch them on television. We watch them pontificate about how everybody has to get vaccinated. Everybody has to get vaccinated. Listen, don't dare take it. Don't you dare. That's the point. Let the liberals, and in fact, encourage the liberals. If you don't like them, encourage them. Because I've never seen a dumber collective group of people. If your damn vaccine works, why are you worried about unvaccinated people? And you know why I think deep down they know they're killing themselves. And they're angry with the fact that they know that they're killing themselves. And they want to do like they do in regular life without this stupid mRNA injection jab or whatever you want to call it. They want to drag down the world with them. Because they're miserable, disgusting, amoral, sad, pathetic people. They don't know how to grow spiritually. They don't know how to build physically or spiritually. They don't know how to benefit mankind. They know nothing about the arts of the builder. Nothing of the arts of creating value for the human race. These people have become, unfortunately... Thanks to Jewish programming, Jewish academia, they become a boat anchor on our society. But what is left, though, better damn well understand that the people responsible for killing everybody were Jews themselves. Because none of this transpires without Jewish media, folks. Say what you want. I don't care. None of it transpires without Jewish media. None of it would have transpired without Jewish intellectualism in our universities. None of it would have transpired without a bunch of Jewish companies willing to go to the great lengths to place all their agents everywhere, shut down the world, trap you, so that basically you feel like you're having to take this thing. Otherwise, you can't do anything. And now they want to have a vaccinated section? Joyce, how stupid that sounds. But let's be honest. If you take an mRNA and it's got a 95% efficacy, it's, oh, it's going to protect everybody. Yay, okay, clap. And yet you still want to be segregated from the population? I've never seen a stupider people. Oh, I'm vaccinated. You're stupid. The dumbest freaking morons I've ever seen. You're vaccinated. And you want your own section because you're afraid of everybody. What does that tell you? You're an idiot. And guess what? The idiots are lining up. They're, I know not everybody are stupid. They feel like they, for whatever, they just got to do it. But how many of them are truly idiots? How many of them are Democrats? How many of them are leftists? How many of them are basically social justice warrior nutcases? Think about it. We have, in the next two years, a massive change occurring. It's the Fetch. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night from Riyadh. See you Saturday.